All I want to do is zoom, 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 mama, boom, boom. All I want to do is just shake the room. How are we, everybody? Welcome back to the Gentleman's Talk. Here I am, finally. But it's bank holiday weekend, so I have been... I have been doing what I said I should be doing, what I'm telling you to do. I'm trying to actively do myself. So I've had that work-life balance as we talk about. Because as much as I'm committed to doing this, I absolutely do love doing it. I really... Oh, God, that's my fucking toe. (laughs) I really do love doing this. But at the same time, I recognise the fact that I do have to give time to my family. And I have to give time to myself. That's what I'm telling you to do. And that's what I'm doing. I'm getting that work-life balance. Still getting this in because it's the enjoyable aspect of my life. But at the same time, I would be an absolute hypocrite, which nine times out of ten I am. Because it's really good for me to give. I, I love giving advice. I love supporting people. I love helping people. It's just what I love doing. Um, however, um, sometimes I do have to listen to my body. And it is one of those ones where um, basically I, I fitted a floor um, I've, I fitted a floor. I, I told you I, I helped my mother-in-law and I laid the floor for a, a bungalow. And um, I did. It ruined me for about three or four days, like physically. I keep forgetting that I am in my 40s now. And um, my body doesn't quite do what it used to do in its 20s and 30s um, in most aspects. Um, so at the same time, um, you know, I did my full week. And then, you know, I did. I laid the floor down in my kitchen because I wanted um, parquet-style flooring in the kitchen. And, um, you know, that sort of real nice wood, wood effect. And, um, it, by the way, it's not parquet flooring because that would make me sound like a right snob. I must I must remove that fact straight away. No, it's parquet style. So it's like, uh, you know, it's the laminate version, but it's parquet style. So it doesn't look like um, it doesn't look like that laminate. I, th- I think laminate nowadays, I'm not going to digress into that because that's fucking mental. Um, I was about to as well, actually. Stop. No, 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 James. You don't need to talk about fucking laminate flooring, you DIY douchebag. Um, but yeah, I do. I've, I've been giving myself that work-life balance and I thought, well, it's the weekend. It's a bank holiday weekend. I was really excited to have the bank holiday weekend. And, um, you know, I banged on some, as you can tell in the background, this has been my, my music choice of the weekend, which is some 80s, uh, sorry, 90s and 20s, um, 2000s. I don't think you can say 20s because it's not the 20s. Um, uh, style of a rap and R&B. So I've just been absolutely smashing that out all weekend. And it started actually on Friday. So I had a bit of an... This is the, the work-life balance. This is what this... The purpose of the work-life balance creates. And what it creates is opportunities and experiences Um, and for me when you get the work-life balance right I mean I'm far from getting it right but I'm certainly I'm getting better as I get older Um, I think I think to be to be perfectly honest if I'm if I'm being honest which I am um, as you get older you tend to your priorities and I'm going to give you so much synopsis of why I think my why I know my life's changed uh, dramatically Um, and but uh, for the better because of the right reasons because I'm doing the right things so like I said you know I'm giving I'm I'm investing in people what they invest in me so it's a mutual agreement so for me that's really it was really really rewarding from me because I naturally am somebody who always gives 110% no matter what because I, I that's just my personality I lo- I like helping people as I said to you just a minute ago I like helping people I like supporting people 
But at the same time, you know, we all talk about that investment process, don't we? And you've listened to me for well over a year now to to know that that investment process needs to work. Well, a lot of the time I didn't do that due diligence to myself. I didn't I didn't sort of really think about it much. I just went, oh, that you know, that makes me happy. But at the same time, you've got to invest invest what you're getting out because for that way then there's it like i said it's a mutual agreement across the board you're not over you're not getting yourself angry by under uh, by by over giving and not um, and not and not receiving back the same um and for me because i'm removing that little anger ball out of my bubble out of my bubble and like I said, opportunities are being created because of my new work-life balance. So one thing I've incorporated into my life is every single fucking Wednesday is um, is snooker and beer night. Um, and, and it's a fantastic thing. So me and my best mate, we decided... Right, we need we, we need to just start get something going. Do you know what I mean? We need to start investing in ourselves. Not just sitting by week to week, you know, into fucking weekends. And and trust me, this, this does involve my family as well. But me and my mate started it because at the end of the day, friends are such an important part to all men. I, I, irrelevant of family, irrelevant of, you know, we all have these priorities in life. And when you look at women, women, and, and, I'm, and I'm not going to say, I'm, I will caveat because it, we're in a world of fucking having a caveat everything. But I will say that this isn't, this is just, I'm not, labeling anybody i'm just saying my opinion okay i'm just it's my opinion all right and, and it's not it's not meant in any negative or derogative term but i will i will caveat the fact that i am born in the 80s so my life is is predominantly or massively different to today's generations so it's really really hard for me to understand what you will get offended by but i'm just going to say it anyway so for me women um and I look at this through um, through my own experiences of my mum and uh, and my wife and my mother-in-law and my nan and my gran. And inherently, all of the women that I know in my bubbles and even friends and stuff like that, they absolutely fucking dote on their children. Their children are their lives. Um, if the if their children aren't involved, then nine times out of ten, the husband will or partner or fiance or whatever, um, you know, um, will will also be you know their their world if you like and that's the way women think that's the way women invest in themselves they invest in what's around them in that sense it's like i'm going to give you 110 percent. now the reason i say that is because predominantly that's why men get a harder time because if you're a a man like if you're if you're not a man i'm again i'm speaking from my experiences but um say for instance my dad you know, his relationship now that doesn't revolve around children anymore. So my mum knows that my children, her children, so my brother and my sister and myself, we've all flown off. We've all done our own thing. We're all just living our fucking lives. We don't need our parents realistically anymore. Um, we should be able to navigate our way through life. Yes, it's really, really great. And, and the whole thing about this is is understanding that family bolsters our support network. So I think they're really invaluable in that sense. But we don't rely on them as much as we get older and as we go through our lives and we we create our own families and our own friendships and everything else we just do our own thing a lot of people fuck off to different countries and everything else they have this fantastic ideology and they just go and do it and they should it's their life and i commend people that children that fucking do that i did uh, i got an ultimatum if you like uh, when i was 16 17 i think it was um and the ultimatum was i was i was basically i was treating my mum and dad's house like a fucking dos house i was just sleeping there the odd day here and there i was going and having tea there and then going home to my um girlfriend's house um 
at the time um, is and is now my wife. <laughs> so that's how long we've been together. Um, but you know, for me, it's kind of. Um, I used to, I used to just basically treat my parents like a fucking doss house. I really did, and for, I can understand through that perspective. I got an ultimatum when I was younger, and I went, okay, well, the ultimatum was, you're ever living here, mate, and you're, you know, you're coming back every night, so I know you're safe and fucking all that jazz. Well, you're moving on. What are you fucking doing? Because at the moment, I'm feeding you and everything else. You're not paying fucking rent. You're over there, and I was, I was a typical fucking bloke. And I chose to fuck off. I was like, see you later. Okay, I don't need you in that sense. I don't mean that in a negative sense. I mean it as in like, yeah, fuck it. Let's embrace life. And I was very much like that. And I know that there's a lot of people that aren't like that. They'll sit around for fucking years. Me, I didn't. 16, almost 17, I fucked off and never looked back. Never ever went back. Uh, and that was me. That was just the way it was. Um, but for me, and, and before I digress into another field here, um, for me, women, they tend to do that. So, so when I look at, um, you know, how they evolve around life and the whole point of this really is men don't men men don't have that we rely we we have why do you think we call it bromances and why do you why do we call every you know real close friends brothers you know it's because that's where we are you know that's the it's the it's it's everything that's encompassed in men we find our really weird it's and it's not from a um it's not from a sexual perspective at all in in, in you know unless you're unless you're in that, that way inclined um, but for men to men, it, it's that it's that camaraderie. It's that fucking getting ripped into. It's fucking into, sexually. If you fucking fight, if you want, I'm making myself fucking getting ripped into fucking son. Um, but no, but it's it's just about taking the piss, having banter, having fun, feeling fucking like you've got a team behind you. So if, for men to have the right people around you is invaluable. It's absolutely invaluable. And and, and I do hold, you know, I look at a lot of a lot of the women men you know um they're not predominantly and, and i'm going to say this because and this is meant as a bit of a joke but you, when you look at uh, i heard this the other day and and you look at lesbians and, and and they're they're both predominantly quite miserable they're quite miserable and then you look at um you look at um sort of uh men and women in their in their in their marriages and they're quite miserable girlfriends boyfriends they're quite miserable <laughs> you look at a couple of gays a couple of homosexuals um they're, they're happy as larry <laughs> you said because that's how and it's, it's men in the contest is it but it, it just you know it, it, it sort of balls up in a joke um you know the camaraderie and and that's the whole thing with men is that's it it's not meant in a negative sense but it's just meant in that you know men find a lot of fun laughter you know we all you know we all treat it like you know let's have a fucking beer and all that and and like i said that's what we've developed so me and my friend decided we would just develop this a little bit further than just chatting and just fucking chatting on whatsapp and saying how's things we were like no we need to get together and so we got somewhere to go to moan to fucking put the worlds to rights to um chat to somebody that you know you, what would you do if you won the fucking lottery you know all these questions all these um you know how long can you fucking dunk a biscuit for that was a conversation i had in the pub the other day and we were talk we were going through the, the we were going through the biscuits in the pub and we were talking about the best biscuits for dunking. I mean, obviously, we all know a rich tea is a shit biscuit to fucking dunk. But, you know, you hit up the custard creams and the bourbons. You're in there. You're in there for a decent fucking haul there. You can get some good seconds. Good soakage on the tea. Good tea soakage. But and that's the type of conversation. I think women think we go to these fucking places and talk about crazy bat shit. You know, like women. and f I mean, We do talk about women, tits and all the good stuff. All the jazz. That's what men do. Um, but it's a place to piss and moan. It's a place to have a fucking little bit of free time. And we've been doing that on a Wednesday. And um, 
we started playing snooker. I've played snooker before. He hasn't, but he's a bit of a my mate's a bit of a fucking shark on me sometimes. But I've just won April, so we right we broke it down into months as well. So we're going to play every week, two games a week, um, with a pint, and then we just it's just a couple of hours just to get out. We meet up. Just it's just socialising. It's getting back into the norm of socialising. It's keeping it at a cost that's affordable. And we've got this membership for this club for twenty five pound for the year. And it's just a place to fucking go, just to to literally go and and have a laugh. We sit that we go out. We don't even sit in the pub. We go out the back room. So the back room is where the snooker um, snooker tables are. We sit there. We chill. We chew the fat. We fucking put the worlds to rights. And then what we did, and this is the where having the right people around you and doing the right things and sort of draws it in really in a nice way is. That led to, at the end of the conversation on the Wednesday, was, oh, mate, we'll have to fucking, oh, mate. We were literally in the car park saying, see you later. And um, it literally said, oh, mate, we'll have to fucking catch up. It's been fucking weeks. Although, when I say catch up, I mean proper catch up. As in, let's get fucking smashed. Let's do some fucking crazy shit. Let's have a fucking bit of a wild time. It's been too long. Um, and it had been about three or four weeks since the last time we got fucking shedded and, and fucking played, um, you know, poker and all the other fucking things we were doing. So... In the car park, Bosh, there it was. See you later, mate. Um, we'll have to sort some out. He said, well, I'll see. Well, maybe in the next couple of weeks. Transpired that Friday morning, confirmed, he's coming fucking round. Um, you know, so for me, that was like, and that led into Friday. That led into, um, you know, having a, a fucking blinding Friday night, starting my bank holiday weekend with my mate, just fucking chatting till one thirty, two o'clock in the fucking morning. We were playing poker online. It was absolutely hilarious. I don't remember much of the night because I was a bit drunk, but it was a good night and you get the, you, you got to blow the cobwebs off. And then Saturday, you know, you just sort of kind of a little bit hungover, but it's a subdued day and it broke into the weekend. And I've had a fantastic fucking weekend, actually. A really nice, well, relaxing one. Like I said, it's that work-life balance. I know that it's really important for our own mental health that we that we do things and we we make the effort and we get out and about. It's really important that we do that. But it's also it, it encompassed with work-life balance is so much more. It's, it is having hobbies. It is socialising a little bit with your friends. You know, it is having a good, you know, good family sort of support network. It is having good friends. It is looking after your weight and your alcohol, drug consumption, whatever you want to do, whatever floats your boat. But, it, you know, everything has to be done in moderation. It really, really does. And you have to look after yourself. Otherwise, the be all and end all of it is you just go downhill and you really really fucking do and it, and it goes down like a click of a fingers like literally you can just subside there's there's days and, and this is sort of brings me in actually in a nice little neat way into sort of mental health minefield and that's what, and what i mean by the mental health minefield is life's like i think for me life at the moment is is difficult for a lot of people so it's really hard to say what causes mental health stress maybe we worry too much about certain things i think that men put a lot of pressure on ourselves to try and succeed and bring the bacon home and provide and do all the other good things that we try to do um I certainly do. I know that's a big stressor for me. But at the same time, you know, there's a lot of stress that comes with life. In general, things come with life. And and the reason I'm quite sort of comfortable, and I see why this, the, I, the, the statistics are drawn to men between, you know, in their sort of mid-30s to, to, to mid-40s, I can see why the stress levels are there. 
so fucking harshly for those for that for that section because that is predominantly when men are having families they're trying to succeed in work they're trying to succeed with themselves they've also let themselves go because they there's no need to go to the gym they don't see their friends as much because they've got their family so all of these things you, I mean, when you cast your mind back to men when they're younger, the reason that they're fucking flyboy, you know, fucking hooligans, is because it's a very, it's a, it's a free for all for for young men. They don't have any responsibilities. They they're driven by testosterone and all the other good stuff that's going around. Yeah, they're fairly fit and healthy. So you can understand why men have got all this fucking testosterone dragging through their fucking body and going, let's fucking fuck fight fucking whatever and that's all that they want to do and that's why they're a bit of a nightmare if they're not managing their own mental health in terms of you know everything in moderation and it starts really i think from from that age when you start getting into the realms of the realms of earning money and everything else if you're not disciplined then you're going to struggle later on in life a lot of people nowadays and i think that we don't i think um I think most men nowadays, are, 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 or the new generation, they seem to be fairly confident with themselves. And I don't think they stress as much. I don't know. Maybe, I, I, maybe I'm out of touch. I probably am out of touch, to be fair. Um, I know that there's still generations that do struggle. But for me, I think they've got it kind of right. I think they've kind of, you know, when you're young, dumb and full of cum, that's why the fucking saying goes there, is it's a mental health minefield, but you can bounce back fairly easy. You're, you're, you're quite resilient. You're not very emotional. As you get older, that just gets tougher and tougher and tougher. And then along with life, you're also trying to raise families. You're trying to be protector. You're trying to make sure everybody's fucking happy. You uh, Often at the detriment of your own fucking health. Sometimes you can be in toxic friendships, toxic relationships, toxic toxic work environments all of these are key indicators um that, that or key factors sorry that are going to absolutely impact you for the rest of your life if you've got any of those toxicities or toxicity that's a word i cast your mind back early early fucking podcast day i can't say that word but if you have that toxic um kind of it's fucking gonna annoy me <laughs> if you get toxicity toxicity i think i said it then if you've got that around you it's going to nurture it's going to manifest and nurture into a deeper feeling. So if you've got a, a really poor relationship, say you've got a poor partner who's not supporting you, not there for you, um, that's going to impact you quite fucking heavily. And and to give you a, an, an idea of why, you know, and I, I'm in a house full of girls. Now, um, that's not the, you know, I'm not fucking Hugh Hefner. I mean, as in I've got three daughters uh, and, and my wife. And I'm in a stage now where, it's, 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 it's a constant fucking minefield. And I cast my mind back to my uncle a few years back. He's in the same situation. He had his wife and three daughters. And um, he struggled. And he said, Do you know what? I just struggle with the mood swings. I struggle with all this. And when I talk about how children impact our lives anyway, this is a big impact for me. So I go through this, you know, the menstrual... We, and the reason this is quite a fresh, a fresh uh, conversation because I was having the conversation today. Because I was sat there going, you know, we were talking about, um, I was sort of saying how my wife at the moment is a little bit more affectionate. Um, and she's, you know, it's an unusual thing for me because I probably don't really pay attention. But she she has a menstrual cycle for, and, but for, you know, as you all know, women go a bit fucking batshit crazy for that period of time. Now, 
I can understand to a degree. I, I've heard it now because I've got three daughters and my wife, so I know to great great details and lengths of how str- how much of a struggle it is for them. Um, and I will caveat that in a minute with a little bit of men, men's mental health and a little bit of the way we're seen in this. But we give them that time of day, and and I said to her, that's fine. But you know, for two weeks you've been cold as fuck. You've been a right fucking bitch. She's like, no, I haven't. I'm like you fucking have. You've been cold as fuck with me. You've been. You're not affectionate. You you've li- and this is like. And then if I've not got it from you, then I've got my daughters giving me shit because they're going through it. And there and and that bounces from week to fucking week. So you never really know where the fuck you stand. So when I talk about mental health minefields, that's something I don't know what I'm walking into. Like I literally, my daughter came down today to give you an example. She wanted me to change the word screen to make it larger, and I was like, "Look, I don't know what you mean." She's like, "To make it larger so that I can press right," and I was like, "It's a PowerPoint thing," and she was like, "Yeah, but that won't go into PowerPoint." I was like, "Yeah, because you've got two different applications." And you're trying to make one application do what another application doesn't do. I don't get this. And then I said, I, I and I said, I looked and I went, I just don't fucking get it, really. And I was like, I don't get what you fucking saying. She was like, All right, well you don't have to swear about it. <laughs> and I proper kicked off at me, and I'm stood there going, I, I don't know what I did wrong. I just I'm telling you factually that that you that doesn't happen. You can't make I can't make that happen. I don't know what you want me to do. I can't do your information is is obsolete. Because I don't know what to do. <laughs> You're giving me shit. And I literally... And I remember turning to my wife and I looked at her and I went, have I done something wrong? She was like, oh, no, no, no. Time a month, mate. And I went, oh, fucking fab. You know, and and I, I get it. But that's a mental health minefield for me. So for me as a dad, and I can... and I, you, There's probably loads of you that are dads out there that can relate to that. And if you've got a batshit toxic fucking partner... And all, I must say, yeah, to caveat that with... And I, my argument today was, I said to her, so, so what is it then... We have to acknowledge that you're all, you have this menstrual cycle and you go through pain and uh, you go through fucking all this jazz, all this fucking stuff that I'll never fucking really experience, I'll never really know. And then I turned around and said, well, so... so um, I've got a really, really high um, testosterone count. So, you know, what does that mean to me then? So I've got a really high sex drive. I've got, um, you know, I I, I, I build muscle fairly quickly. I'm very angry all the fucking time. To, To not be angry, I have to literally subdue myself and completely switch off from the fucking world to not make myself this angry person. Yet when I'm seen like that and in an uncontrollable hormone in my fucking body... That, that I'm seen as the arsehole because my personality doesn't know how to ma- mask a natural hormone. Whereas you don't have to mask your natural hormone. You're quite cold, blunt, and I just have to fucking suck it up. And that's that. You'll eat a bit more chocolate, you know, and then, you know, probably a week before you might be a little bit horny for, and I'm like, oh God, what's this batshit crazy? You know, there's all these. So... Where, where's the minefield for men then so how do i control my fucking hormones but i've got to subdue it i can't go around walking around fucking angry can i but if you're a woman and a woman goes fucking batshit crazy and she says on time them up oh it's okay then it's a mental it's it's a minefield so I was, I, that was my argument today i said well you haven't you haven't ever fucking sat there and wondered what's it like for me you just see it as, oh, oh god well, you know you want this all the time and i'm like fucking hell you don't know what it's like to control this 
I'm t- I'm fucking tugging Tommy fucking 20 times a day, love. I'm battering him out. He's puffing out fucking sawdust, mate. Brain still wants to go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so, you know, it, it, I don't know. It, it's, it's, it's weird how that we're, again, as men, we get told to just suck it up. It's just, it's, yes, it's a natural fucking hormone. And we're talking about it a little bit more nowadays. A lot of people are, a lot of scientists are sort of talking about testosterone and how it's a, it's a fucking crazy drug. I mean, Christ, bodybuilders just pump more of it into their body to get fucking bigger and more angry, you know? So it's kind of like... It's such an it's such an important drug, it, but and we produce it naturally, but we can't control it. Some people, some people can. Some people, if you look at my friend Kieran, you know he fuck. I, I don't think he's got an ounce of testosterone in it. He's, he, I think he's all estrogen. I've told him this because he's literally fucking chilled out, just fuck. Got a little bit of testosterone, obviously, um, but he's just fucking super relaxed for a man. You know, he's super super relaxed. Um, but we again, we have to suck this up. We have to get, and this is the mental health minefield I'm talking about. So I could be having a bad day, and then I'm expected to walk through the fucking door and just suck it up and just go. And, and if I argue back, then I'm the arsehole. And then, then when they storm off, it's like it's me that's the problem. And if I say something out of turn, I've got to fucking apologise, even though I might have had a really fucking shit day and I've been out. The thing, the fact of the matter is, I've done something fucking wrong. And this, all of this all adds to the difficulties of just life in general we have to manage these things we don't you know the if if something comes through the door and and it's unexpected bill who's expected to find the money for that unexpected bill nine times out of ten it's the man even in separated partnerships it's like the fucking kids and I, i i've heard this numerous times um, you know, oh, our kid needs to go on fucking holiday. I've said yes, coming out of your fucking money. Oh, is it? Oh, is it now? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? But you're just expected. It's just an expect. It's an expectation for men in general to, if there's something that comes through the door, you will work it out. And nine times out of ten, we will work it out because we have to fucking work it out because we're designed to work shit out. That's what we're designed to do. However... There's, there's always repercussions with everything. And if you're co- in a world where it's constantly changing and everything's constantly changing, when do you expect to be able to look after yourself to keep making those ultimate decisions, finding out the ways to you know, decipher everything? When are you going to do that? When are you going to have the opportunity to do that? If you're, if you're depleting your batteries 24-7 and not giving yourself the work-life balance, when do you expect... Do you just expect an endless supply of fucking energy in your body? No, it doesn't work like that, people. Your body needs to recuperate. If you're only getting three or four hours sleep at best, like I was, and to be honest, if I didn't take fucking sleeping tablets to go to sleep, I would be the same. I, I, I am constantly awake with worry. My dad's exactly the same. He gets severe anxiety as he's got a lot older. He, he sits up and worries about things because I suppose he's, he's getting older. But I say to him, like, he said he gets up at, like, he'll go to bed at sort of 10, 11 o'clock and he'll be up at 3 in the morning. And I'm like, and they'll go downstairs and he'll be watching TV for a bit and drifting and out of sleep, but he's awake, so he's thinking. And I'm like, your body's not recharging. You're not giving yourself. And then you're wondering why you're getting ill. Why you're falling fucking down? Why you're making mistakes? And I say this to all of my friends. I say if you if you if you don't look after yourself and give yourself that work life balance to look after your mental state, everything's going to become harder. Everything's going to be a challenge, and it's going to get to the point where just like it was for me, just fucking getting up's the challenge. Some days, 
I, I still get that. This morning, no, it's, it's not, it was, yeah, this morning. No, was it, what's today? It's Monday, that's what's throwing me. Normally I do this on a Sunday, but work-life balance. So yesterday, I, I literally, I just didn't want to get out of bed. I woke up on Sunday morning and I, I don't want to face the fucking world. And, and it just comes out of nowhere. There's nothing you can do about it. And then you can be miserable. And then you're going down to your mental health minefield where you're walking around, tiptoeing around your fucking house. Am I going to get into shit? Let's see how everybody is. How, you know, am I doing something? And then it's, you know, and you don't realise that even sometimes, I, I text my daughter, because I haven't seen my daughter for three or four days. She's been staying at a friend's house. And I text my daughter just saying, you know, how are you? And uh, she was like, yeah, I'm okay, I'm okay, Dad. I have some good days and I have some bad days. And I was like, okay. Whew, I don't really know what to fucking say to that, <laughs> you know, because you just don't expect it. And it's like, that was just a general chit chat, just a little how, how are you doing? And you get hit with that. And that's another mental health minefield. That I now, there's repercussions. I now have the repercussions dealing with it in my head because it drags everything up. And then, you know, for me, it's kind of, that's the mental state. It was even like fucking Friday. I remember I was talking to my mate. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to say, and, and I was showing him this fucking tool I've got. I said, he said, fucking hell, mate, that's a fucking tool. And I don't, I'm not mean a big knife. I was talking about, I had this, I bought this fucking brand new hammer. And, um, and I was showing him it, and he was like, I said, yeah, this is what I'm going to fucking, this is going to take some teeth out, you know, just as a bit of banter. Um, and he was like, no, put that down, mate. Put that fucking down, mate. <laughs> you know? And it's like, but that's your mental state, and that's how quickly things can change. And that's why sometimes if you don't do the right things, give yourself that work-life balance, look after yourself, eat healthy, etc., etc., everything will just become harder. It really, really will. And and there's not much you can do about it. You, you will just sink into that demise. I was talking actually to a good friend of um, a, a new friend. I, I say he's, he's a good friend of mine. I know him very well, but we've re, we've recently reconnected, if you like. And the one I was talking about, um, my mate Mark, I was talking about, who is doing the ten k for ten k. And um, for me, it's just chatting to him. He's like, dude, I've I've had the, I have the same issues here and there. Not not as quite as deep as yours, but I have the same issues with families and stuff, and it gets me down. And it's amazing how just talking to him about his things and he's going to come on the show now i'm going to do a live i'm going to do a, i'm going to book a live in with him actually i want to get him on the show just to have a chat with him so um but for me it's listening to his story it, it validates mine as well in, an, in in the nice sense i mean as in like it makes me feel like i'm normal but that, I, that i'm going through those normal pressures so it's almost like because when you're dealing with you know adverse pressures that you're not used to um you understand that that's an adverse pressure that like I said you know the the thing with my eldest daughter that I've unfortunately still still dealing with um for me it's I still I, I still have to process that on a daily basis I still have to work I still have to deal with the police I'm still waiting for CPS I'm still we're still waiting for evidence and I'm still doing the fallout with my daughter who's uh, you know her own mental health minefield understandably at the moment but what it does what it does do is um for me is it validates things in the sense that when you talk to other men it's it's really valuable to understand this that other people are going through similar things and family and daughter and um i know i talked to my mate nelly and i talked about his daughter um and even just sons um just in general children in general bring bring a massive headache to to to, to families lives and the reason i say that it's become a rewarding stage from all of my hard work over the last year and a half is the fact that I actually today we went out today um it was just me and my wife we, we popped into town 
um, and we just took a walk around town and it was just us and it's been it's become just us the last couple of weeks um, and it's been nice in a sense and I don't mean that in a negative sense but if you've got kids you'll know what I mean it's become nice that we haven't got someone in tow 24 7 we're not going into town and you you know when you go into town you you want to buy yourself a fucking drink it's not buy yourself a drink you've got to then buy i had to buy three fucking drinks to the point there that i wouldn't have my own drink i would share with my wife you know it was little things like that because you don't realize that if i was going to have a drink my wife it's you know it, 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 or whatever or whatever we're going to have or something to eat you're talking it's an average price for two people but when you when you inflate that to six <laughs> to five people sorry it just goes astronomical and that becomes another mental health minefield but you know I've, i realized that this weekend it was quite nice we sat there and we've been very much in the po- point we're very much in that factor now that I saw my parents when I became 16 and I, you know, fucking joined the RAF and fucked off, never come back. My brother did the same. He left at 16 and never came back. Um, but I look at them and I look at what happened and, and they were in their this sort of similar time frame of age group. And all of a sudden they went from having children to not having children. To, to nobody to literally and my mum she actually um she did have a bit of a mental health breakdown because she was so used to having um you know all of the niceties and 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 that comes with having a family the noise and all the other jazz i say niceties and the fastens and loosest terms but for, for for everything that comes with family she, that just disappears and you go from having a noisy house to nothing so there's an element of like part of me is like cherish that which I do now and again that that forms the work life balance and it has formed the work life balance over the last six months where I've really gripped it's like I said for me last year was the start of my journey to talk open up be open and honest about myself and do all of those steps that I've been talking to you about about nurturing the right people around you and I've you know I've hit some I've hit some you know some some bumps along the way um, and we all will because mental health isn't unfortunately something we can control and it doesn't it doesn't allow us time or warn us when it's going to strike so it, you know you can all of a sudden be going along and you know you could be having a slight decline in your mental health and not really understand much but you would see key tr- triggers if you weren't if you were an outsider looking in which is why I'm trying to educate people um, but at the same time, you'll get to a point where it's just all of a sudden you'll just wake up and go, I don't fucking want to be here. I don't, fuck it. I've had enough. This is fucking bullshit. But that's been going on for six months. You know, you just don't realize it. You've not picked up the signs. And that's what happened with me. I went through, mask was on. I was firmly fucking succeeding in work. And then, the, the, it, it, you know, it took a few years, but the cracks started to show. And then the cracks start to show and then you just keep plastering over the fucking cracks until the, the cracks can't be plastered anymore. You've like, dude, that you you've got you ain't got enough fucking plaster for this. This is this is done. This is a canyon now. I always I, I almost um I, I relate mental health a little bit to Ice Age. Um and, and this has become apparent. Um when he puts the acorn in the ice and stamps on it and then literally that the acorn is 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 you trying to pack things in the mental health that's what that's the way i look at it is you've got this acorn of mental health shit 
and then you're trying to pack it into this fucking brain of yours and you're stamping down on it going fucking yeah leave it leave it leave it no fuck that i'm gonna bury that emotion no that's a little sign there no i'm not gonna cry no i'm gonna man up mate fucking man up yeah i'm gonna do that oh, i'm gonna go and do a bit more gym now um and then i'm gonna eat really unhealthy and i'm gonna become fucking fat and slovenly and i'm not gonna be interested in life and i'm just gonna let fucking hair grow and all this stuff and you know you let it you let it all go a little bit you know and and you wonder why and then all of a sudden you just do that last little you know little knock and then fucking bosh <laughs> you open up a crater of life and that's the watch the ice age you'll know what i mean and then that's it and, that, and then when that crack appears that's it that's you that, and that's the the crack is you, you you watch it splinter and then it just fucking consumes your brain the the the, the mental health darkness I just, it's gloomy. It just, and then you just bang down those fucking shutters and you go, fuck this world. And you become a absolute fucking bellend. It, irrelevant. You will be a bellend at some point in your life. If you look at a man who's normally, you know, he, he's, he's, he's a fucking bit of a bellend. He's got something under his fucking shell that he's not wishing to expose. And that, and that is very much with, I mean, you could say that about most people, you know, you really could. Um, but with men, I think, um, for me, I've, I've met some fucking men in my time, you know, I've worked obviously in the Royal Air Force. So, you know, for me, you work a massively fucking massively male dominated force. Um, it really was, you know, and obviously I've worked alongside armies for most of my life and my family, massively male dominated force. <clears throat> Obviously, probably not so much now, but we are talking about my generation. Um, so for me, whenever I've met a fucking knobhead <laughs> throughout my time and I've gone, I don't fucking like you. I mean, there's there's elements, you'll get key elements. And I, I always equate it that, you know, I was, I was chucked into a 20 man room when I first joined up. And you did everything with these 20 men. Um, you know, you showered in communal showers. The toilets were just a little fucking box, you know, um, it was it was all open underneath and open on top. Um, you never had any privacy. That was your joining up. Um, so, but I guarantee, if you chuck me into a room with those twenty people, at least one person in there I will not get on with. And it was factual. Uh, there was a a guy I never, <clears throat> um, Graham, his name was, and um, I never got on with him. And to the point where we had a fucking full on fight in in the next. We went. We were actually on the same training course. So we did um, eight weeks, uh, no, twelve weeks basic training, and then we went off to uh, trade training. And it was in trade training because we were in the same trade. He just fucking annoyed me. He just literally was still in the fucking thing, and he was chomping off at you know giving it the big licks, but in a nasty sort of sense, just fucking hit him. I was just like, have a bit of that. That, mate you know but you that was all stemmed from that was like that was like 12 15 weeks in the making before that happened but that's that's life you know you're going to get people that you're not going to get on with but however if you look at someone who's a fucking bellend at work or a bellend on fucking someone around you and he's he's just genuinely a bit of a knob he's got something going on there's some there's something in there's something in his life that is very toxic and he can't get rid of it and that is the truth of the matter is he there, there's something he can't get rid of, which is why he's becoming a knob. And that doesn't justify why he's doing that. And I'm not saying it is a reason to do that. It's it's up to him is his fuck. He needs to be accountable for his own mental health. And unfortunately, that is that that is what's happening now. And what happens with men <clears throat> is our mental health grows. We lose fucking control. And then it, it always spills out. It spills out like or, or to, to other fucking people 
and that's unfortunately what happens and for me it's i think that's the importance of understanding mental health if you are being that bellend and you are being that person then perhaps it's there's something in your life that is not that is toxic that you're not getting rid of and that is absolutely what we need to need to be looking at sorry my music just died there and i didn't know what happened <clears throat> my throat went a bit dry as well i was trying to sip i'm on a i've got a cheeky thatchers so bear with me i've got a thatchers cloudy lemon you know me i like my drinks when i do my bodies i like a sip of the and this is a bit of cloudy bit of cloudy lemon and that's the mental health minefield and the reason i say that is because i've been reflecting quite heavily on why my mood's been a bit subdued i haven't been as interested in life at the moment and i don't understand why there's no reason why because like i said i'm trying to do the right things i'm i've engaged in more of my mate and we've made a bit of a competition into it you know we're we're we're, we're he's he's actually going above and beyond because i know he was never into snooker but he's playing snooker because i enjoy it <clears throat> And and th- that's led into, you know, the, the weekend and we had a fucking blind on Friday night. So things should be going right. But there's other factors. And we and this is the and the reason I say this is because I think I'm maturing in, in the sense of understanding my body and my mind to know that we have to we have to accept that things are going to go wrong sometimes. We have to accept that. We have to understand. But we what we do have to do in this mental health minefield is look after ourselves. And like I said, if you're a bellend and you're in your fucking your 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 fucking knobbery is fucking spilling out over the sides, then look at yourself inwardly. And this is this is talking directly now to people that that maybe know they're arrogant or a bit of a fucking knob. Is there something in your fucking life that's making you toxic? Are you in a toxic relationship? Are you in a toxic work environment that you're not really happy, but maybe you're locked into it because you're financially committed to that to that role? Well, these are all things that you put on yourself and you're not willing to move on for. If you're in a relationship that you're not willing to move on for, why? And and, and this is an interesting question. And it's and it's it's a bit of a it's a bit of a two piece up because I talk about how you know, men should fucking you know, if they're if they're not happy because I can guarantee if a woman isn't happy in their relationship, they will leave tomorrow. And why is that the case? Because predominantly men have to fill that gap they have to fill that extra financial gap so all of these things are sometimes why people stay in toxic relationships toxic friendships maybe they're financially committed because at the same time if a man if a man leaves a relationship irrelevant of whether it's his fault or not he is penalized very very heavily financially for a long period of time and that is why men sometimes and these are all key factors why sometimes men are fucking knobheads when they go into work and they go i just know i'm gonna get fucking screwed mate so i'm just and they that's when alcohol comes into play and then they become a bit more toxic they almost get to the point where they're trying to be toxic to try and force the relationship to go there's there's so many factors in life and 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 the reason i say this is because that's the that's the i think the, the the little side note to this is that's life you have to be able to be accountable to understanding what is toxic in your life. Can you remove it? If you can't remove it, can you dampen it down, add a bit of water to remove the fucking toxicity out of it? Do you see what I mean? These are all key things that we need to take. We need to take charge of. 
it's not going to go right and it's not going to make your life fucking all of a sudden, you know, you're a multimillionaire. Christ, that's the start of the podcast. I said, we're in a very tough time. That's life at the moment. Life is tough for a lot of people. A lot of people. Unless you're fucking super rich, you're fucking, this life is fairly, fairly tough for some people out there, some big people, and making really tough decisions between rent, food, and, and energy. So there's a lot of key factors in this. And that's just, that's, if you're getting kicked in the dick by life just by doing that, what is going on? There's houses now. I mean, I know a friend of mine who's, you know, he, he's pulling in almost 50k a year in his household. I think was it it's about fifty k? No, it's about forty k. Sorry, in his household, and and he and he can't afford to live. Whereas you cash your mind back twenty years ago, and if you were on a, the equivalent to that, you'd have been very comfortable. Very, you'd have been having holidays and all sorts of stuff. Nothing is falling in line. But we have to take those all all into consideration. And the reason I mentioned about work life balance so importantly at the start of this was because that drew, that drew into today. So why didn't I do a podcast yesterday? You say, I wasn't being lazy at all. I treated yesterday like it was an additional Saturday for me. So I always knew I was going to jump on today to do what I do and what I enjoy to do because I know it works. But I had to gain, I gained an extra day. There was a free day for me there. And that free day turned into a relaxing day, doing a little bit of decorating and just having a bit of fun in my household, going out for a family walk. It came with extra bits. Now, did I want to do a podcast last night? My, mentally, I did because it was Sunday. But physically, no. I was sat down, had beautiful family fajitas, and we watched a, a family movie. That was more important to me because that, to me, is my work-life balance. And those are the decisions I wouldn't have made and didn't make before. I didn't make those decisions. like Just like I didn't make the decisions to go out with my friends or go out on a Wednesday I would sit there and do nothing for two to three weeks and have a one day rather than saying dude why are we just not meeting up mate and just fucking going playing a bit of pool and snooker and just chewing the fucking fat mate and it'll grow from there and it will grow from there because we'll build up a social gathering and we'll become a little bit more emphasis it'll get to the point where it doesn't wrap up at half seven it wraps up at nine and we're doing a couple of extra nights you know whatever it will grow it will it will it will it will manipulate and nurture into something different but that's the i've started something we've started something just like i started this podcast over a year ago that my my goal this year and and i spoke about it i never heard from all of you listeners out there what your goals were but hopefully you've um you know you've been you've been maintaining your goals i have my main goal this year was work life balance that was my main goal, to get the right work-life balance, get put in to everything what I'm getting out. So if I'm going into work and I'm sat there and I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm not getting or I'm being asked more than what I sh I'm being paid for, no, I'll just say no, I'm not doing that, it's out of my remit. You know it's out of my remit because you're not challenging me on it. And then they look at you, well, you no, same as home. I shut off at work unless I'm doing something. I want to build the flexi up in my work environment to benefit me and my family. No, I shut that fucking laptop down and then my work life balance is there. And if they turn around and say, well, James, you know, oh, but you didn't do this or this hasn't been done. There's not enough time in the day, mate. So you need to look at what you're giving me. And it's as simple as that. And then if you've got the abilities, you know, and what I've done is upskill myself to the point where I've made an impact for a year and upskill myself. So I know my worth and I know my worth is more now than it was a year ago. 
So I look at them and go, and you know this. And I look at them and in the eye and I go, you know this, don't you? And they go, they go, yes, we do, but we we need more because we want to succeed. Oh, I don't care. If you want more, you need to promote me, mate. It's fucking. I'm, this is what I'm being paid to do. This is my level. This is where I'm at. And I do that with everything. I do that with my friendships now. I do it with my relationships. I even do it with my family. And, to, and, and it's, I know it sounds harsh, but I do it with my daughters. My daughters are knobheads to me. I'll just fucking just ignore them and go move on. And then they'll come up to me and say, oh, uh, you know, Padre, because um, they call me Padre. We're Padre and Madre. Um, they study Spanish at <laughs> school, and I love it. I think it's great. And um, I turned around and said, you know, no, you were a knobhead the other day. Oh, yeah, no. And I, <laughs> fuck off. You're literally not getting away with being a knobhead. If I've got to subdue my fucking anger and everything else, and control my emotions, why the fuck can't you control your emotions towards me? Irrelevant, erroneous, I say, erroneous. So I say that, you know, and that's when I, that's when it bites them back. And I do that in all my, with everything now. If, if you're not interested, and I've, and I've always maintained, I'll invite you to something three times, and that's it. If there's no invite three times, I'll know, oh, that's it, fucking, clearly I'm not worth it. And it's, it's and since I've done that, I'm I'm getting through life this year, and it makes it sound fucking horrible. I'm getting through life. I don't like saying getting through life because that isn't true. Um, we should be enjoying life. But I'm starting to enjoy life because I said it's never going to happen overnight. Okay, it's never going to happen overnight. Your whether irrelevant of your journey being at the start of this journey, or we're all going to complete things at different ways because we're all on a different path. I hopefully you've all understood that, that you should be on a different path now. You should be on the path that's right for you. And that path that's right for you should be positive and should be focused around the right people around you. If you've not got the right people around you supporting you as much as they can, bearing in mind we've all got our own workloads, we've all got our own life loads, but at the same time, if if they're displaying the fact that they, they could have helped you and, and haven't or haven't given you the time when they should have given you the time, all of these factors, then they're on the wrong path for you. And you, you you need to remove that toxicity from you. I said it straight up the fucking bat. Yes, I'm excited. <laughs> you need to remove that from you. And, and that's your that's your problem. You need to do that. Same as my everything like I said, everything it comes in it comes in spells. You have to give yourself that goal that year. And I'm not talking about New Year's Eve re res resolutions. I'm not talking about that bullshit. I'm talking about give yourself that goal. I said it to you. One of my most successful podcasts was the one I said, men need purpose. Because we do. And that's an individual thing. You need to give yourself purpose. If you don't give yourself purpose, you're going to have nothing to succeed for. And I'm talking about little wins. I'm talking about, and, and I've, you know, it's really fucking hard. I, it is really hard. It's like my artwork, for instance, that's gone right off the bat. Because I can't physically afford to fucking keep making the new ones, and I never build, generated enough interest when I could, when I, when I could afford it, it's, it's difficult, it's slow going. But, but again, it's about sticking to it, isn't it? Oh, sorry, hold on. Yeah, it's about sticking to it. And I think that's the important aspect of that is... I'm sticking to everything. So I'm just doing little and often of everything. Little bit of artwork. My podcast, a little bit of podcast. Giving my family the right time they deserve. Getting uh, getting as much out of my friendships as I can and really enjoying life. Because if there's nothing to look forward to, what's the point? If you're just going to bumble your way through fucking life and sit there and just fucking, you know, eat, drink and be merry for the rest of your fucking life. Fair, fair play. The merry aspect will subside. 
because you need to nurture those right things around you. Give yourself those little goals. And that's what I said to you. My, my aspect this year was to retrain my brain. So I retrained it last year to say, right, stop looking at life so fucking negatively, James. Stop assuming that this is negative. Stay away from these toxic people that are... And, and I don't mean that they are naturally toxic because... Again, I will. This is a. I think this is a, a, a to underpin that to, that word toxic. They may be not toxic as a person, but they may be toxic to you because we're not balanced. We're not. We're not aligned. We're not. We're not. We're not physically or mentally or emotionally aligned. And it's a real key point that. And I and I know, I know that's probably like in, my daughter would say, "Don't deep it, Dad." Um, you know, because I'm not fucking deep in it. I'm not. I'm not going in. I'm not, I'm not over analyzing this and making it sound bigger than it fucking is. What I'm talking about is, you know, it's a. It's. I don't know. It's trying, trying to explain it in the right way. It's just trying to make it look like it's. You. You've got to do everything with with the right purpose. Do you know what I mean? You've got to not overthink things, but you've got to have the right goal for the right the right situation and have the right people around you not overthink it but they just might not be right for you so you need to move them aside because like i said to you cash your mind back i'm chucked in a room with 20 men i'm i, I don't know who they are we've just joined up together we're all in the fucking same boat we're all a little bit fucking anxious because we've just been pulled away from our fucking homes Ma majority of us for 16 17 year olds um you know, you've got people of all from all walks of fucking life, all over the country, different backgrounds, some dragged up, some fucking, you know, literally fucking some hoity-toities and the posh end. And we had all of them in this one room, 20 of us. And there was, and also, I, I will caveat, you're in a block. And in that block is six, it's three fucking, so there's two rooms on each floor with 20 men and three up. And that's just your block. But none of you know who the fuck you are. Maybe, maybe the one or two friends in there that have come from a similar place and joined up at the same time. But that's a real rarity. And you've got to go through life, and you're not going to get on with every single person. But I wouldn't sit there and go, well, "There's mate, boy Graham." I just we after we'd fucking had a fight, we just acknowledged as men, we'd just like, "Mate, we just don't like each other." It's as simple as that. I just think you're a knob. You fucking think I'm a knob, I think you're a knob. And we're probably very similar in our fucking, in our personalities, very outlet, we were actually, we were very, both outlandish. Um, he was just a little bit of a wide boy, so I think he had, he was, he was, he was brought up differently he was from Doncaster um and nothing against anything in Doncaster but um you know it's a bit of a rougher end than I've had down in Salisbury um so you know from for, for me it's it, we, we are from completely different backgrounds but very similar personalities so we clashed and he wanted to be the fucking you know the big I am and and his insults were a little bit more personal than a bit of banter and and I just went fuck you I'm not having that mate fucking bosh so you know I don't condone violence in any way, shape, or form, but that's what men do. Um, so nurture the right people around you that want to be on the right path with you, that want to enjoy that path with you. That's a really, really important part there because it's just, it won't work. It won't work. And, and I want to give you another minefield, actually, just before I go, just before I wrap up, So because um, I'm, I'm just conscious of the, uh, conscious of the time. Uh, and th this is another mental health minefield. So... I said something the other day, I was on this Teams meeting and um, with an absolutely amazing, amazing friend of mine at work and uh, he's, he's absolutely spot on, he really is a good guy and um, he's very, um, in, he's into his diversity and um, the LGBTQ+, I think I've said that right, um, 
community and all that sort of stuff and i know he's um also because he he did struggle um he came out as um homosexual which is not a bad thing I'm not saying it's a bad thing he's because he, like i said he's a, an absolutely amazing guy but he's very shy as well so he's had a bit of a rough time you know being able to sort of you know been able to uh, present himself as being homosexual in a, in a bit of a weird world isn't it when you're trying to do that i don't really understand it because i've never lived that through but i've heard his story and we have spoken and i said something the other day and uh, not in a racist term or any way shape or form but what i mean is a, uh, this is just a bit of a mental health minefield i find it very difficult with life as well at the moment and it res- it was more of a mute point more of a, p- a point to why it's so fucking dangerous out there but i said to this guy so he's, he, he said i'll skype you and he skyped me and as soon as he skyped me i pressed the fucking button i was like all right because we were having it he was helping me so um i was obviously obviously really over enthusiastic because uh, i was doing a project i was really invested in i wanted it to work and you know me with the adhd fucking took over and i was like yes this is going to be fucking amazing i'm going to produce bar graphs he was fucking giving me the the dopamine high i need going james this is going to fucking show this and this and he was showing me examples i was like oh my god can we change colors he was like yes i was like fucking hell mate oh you're giving me orgasms here not in a sexual way but you know i was excited fucking dopamine was and anyway so as soon as he said i'll skype you i've got this new i've done something else to this this graph and and worked out how to pull it out of the system using power bi i fucking said all right mate so he rang me and when he rang me and um when he rang he goes um i i pressed it straight away and i was like um oh sorry fucking sorry my bloody my computer's doing its own random things and um i think it's yeah, still recording. Sorry. And um, I was sat there and I was like, yeah, really excited. And he, I said to him, all right, mate. He said, um, I, was, I was there straight away, mate. And he was like, what? I said, I was there straight away. And he was like, what? I was, I was, I was on it like white on rice. Now, I thought that was... I sh- and he went, what did you say? And I went, I was on it like white on rice. And he went, mm, and then moved on. And you know when you instantly offend somebody. And I was like, have I fucking offended him? I was like, shit, is that a fucking term I shouldn't say? anymore i don't know i I genuinely because it's like i gotta remember i'm born in the 80s and um i i genuinely had to sit there and i was like really over enthusiastic like fucking right and then i had to i i was i went away and me and my mate were talking about on friday and and he was like he googled it he was like no it's it's actually as in it's a it's a proper term as in like white on rice because you know it's all coated all over and it's one of just an old saying but it's nothing there is nothing in it racist at all but you know when you think to yourself and i genuinely panicked because i thought myself fuck i I don't i I genuinely wasn't trying to be in any way shape or form uh you know racing i wasn't gonna fucking do a jeremy clarkson on us anyway and um and i was like sat there and i was like shit but that's another mental health minefield isn't it and we talk about these all the fucking time and you're like going through going shit have i almost been because obviously you know if you were doing if you said an old saying that it just rolled off the fucking tongue because i was like it's the same as um if i say oh yeah i'm fucking i'm so i'm starving mate. i'll eat anything and they go yeah yeah so, oh mate i'm gonna smash that and eat it i'm like a tramp on a like a tramp on a bag of chips now i can look at that as <laughs> two things Again, it was just a funny saying from my youth, tramp on a bag of chips. But then I look at the side and, and obviously I know that that's going to probably offend certain people because they'll be like, well, it's not their fault. They're a fucking tramp and and, and, and all this. And, and I'm like, oh, God, I can't. I don't, I don't know what to fucking do. But it was interesting that I that worried me. I had anxiety then for two or three hours. And I was like, am I Googling the right fucking things? Should I have said it? Have I fucking said something I shouldn't have done? And it turns out I was OK. I was I was fine. But 
It really, really is a mental health minefield out there just going through life. So please remember that. Please and, and let take if you're gonna take anything away from the, the podcast today, take away from the fact that it is a mental health minefield naturally. Naturally it is a mental health minefield. There's it's it's not a massive amount we can do about it apart from if we do the right things in ourselves, nurture the right friends, engage with the right people promote positivity look after our health and well-being as ourselves get the right amount of sleep do hobbies socialize a little bit but everything do everything in the right moderation no one knows what the right there's no there's no fucking formula for what the right moderation is you have to decide what makes you happy but what makes everyone else happy around you so it's finding that balance and if you're giving something that's more more than you're receiving if you are giving more then stop. Like, fucking stop now. Because I guarantee that is one of the things in your... That is one of those thorns in the side that's getting infected. And you haven't pulled the thorn out yet. That's the that's one of those. I know it will be. It might be a case of you fell in a fucking bramble bush. And at the moment, we got to fucking unpick every single one of those fucking thorns before they get infected. It might be the case of that. But let's do it together. That's the important bit. But if you're, if, but we can all start by if you look around you right now, and if something you're not happy listening to this, and something is wrong, and you can't get past it, and you don't think that it's going to get better because you'll know by now, and it's making you miserable. Stop, just fucking stop. Start making, start making your decisions in life. Otherwise, you're going to just get angry and bitter and fucking hate life. And then you're going to pass that on to other people. You're going to walk into work and be a fucking bellend. You're going to come home and be a fucking bellend dad, husband, wife, whatever, son, mother, fucking brother, sister, fucking whatever. You're going to be a knobhead. You're not going to do the right things. I guarantee it. Guarantee fucking it. Some things aren't manageable. Some things we can't manage. But what we can do is open up and talk about the things we can't manage to share those problems, to half those problems. Maybe someone will have a, a solution for you. I had that. I had a financial solution and that was bailed out by my friend. And now I have this nice little sideline job that is um, is giving me extra money. And, you know, for me, I worked a few extra hours, a fair few extra hours uh, last month. And that was able to give me a little bit of extra cash to help pull down a few things and help me get myself on the straight and narrow. That's the important bit. I'm doing the right things. But I wouldn't have said that. That wouldn't have happened unless I said to my mate, can you get me some? Can you can you get me a bit of that? Fuck, slice that cake, mate. That's the important bit. And he was like, yes, man, here you go. Fucking contact this. Let's get the ball rolling. That's the important part, okay? So or do all these things, mental health, mindful, do them all and look after yourself, all right? I love talking to you. I'm going to get another cut. I've got some good podcasts this week, actually, because um, I'm out on. Uh, I'm out tomorrow and I'm out Thursday, uh, so I'm probably going to dive on on Wednesday night and have a good chin wag with you as well because um, I've got some good stuff, some good stuff that's come up through um, just through me learning through life. Uh, so nothing spectacular, but just um, that's all spectacular. I love it. But look after yourself. Take care, and I look forward to speaking to you all again soon. Take care, everyone.